Welcome to episode 428 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, team, welcome along to episode 428 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm bloody good, Bevan. You're bloody good. It's day, what, day yeah. seven, is it? It is day seven of Epic Camp. And do you know, one of our campers, Adrian, I mean Adam Bardsley, yep. he used to have our intro from our very first I Am Talk as his... Uh, his ringtone or something like that. And uh, you say, how you going, John? And I say, I'm very good, Bevan. And that was his ringtone. <laughs> That's gold. A little, little bit sad, <sighs> but gold. But he's in the yellow jersey, so there's nothing sad about that um, man. Oh, really? Because I saw the film that he had it the other day. He did. No longer. Oh, jeepers, creepers. Okay, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by? Coffeesofhawaii.com. I'm sure you guys are killing it over there. We certainly are. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. Okay, guys, this week's show is going to be a little bit different. We're not going to be covering too much news because John's pretty much got on from a 210k bike ride. So the idea of doing a lot of prep for the show hasn't really happened, and, and that's not my job. So that's, that's not what I do. So um, we're just going to have a quick bit of a review on the news and uh, – then John is pretty much going to be all about Epic Camp. So John has done some interviews and will also interview probably Scott Molina and the Philinator as well. So Jombo, first of all, bit of news. What's been happening in the news? What do you want to talk about? We've, I've allowed you to determine. We've got to give Cam Brown a bit of love because uh, he's gone over there and cashed a nice big paycheck at the ripe old age of whatever he is, 41, 42, um, at Metaman. So good on him. He had to beat Courtney Ogden. Apparently the day was a bit um, wetter than usual, so a bit cooler. But it's awesome how this year he has had one of his best years in a long time. You know, he, he finished, uh, was it second at Ironman New Zealand? He had a great 70.3 in Auckland. He won Cairns, and now he's gone and won Metaman. So his bank balance will be looking good. So good on Cam Brown. And also it was a double key victory because Gina Crawford took out the girls race yeah 30k US so it's a really good payday it's great you know yeah. and and I was, was talking with Scott yesterday you know all the pressures off Gina now in terms of you know the financial side of things for going to Kona and you know so many of the athletes there obviously they want to do as well as they can placing wise but financially you know it's it's a big deal for them there um, but Gina's you know got that monkey off her back a bit she's um, set herself up nicely and can go into Kona and um, you know fingers crossed she might be able to work her way up in the top five but you know doing a rate, an iron distance race in the heat this close to Kona I'm not sure it's the greatest preparation, but good on yeah. Gina for taking that out. Yeah, that's the, that's the only downfall of a great payday, but that's close to Kona. Mm. Although maybe it gives mm. you more financial security for next year, you know, like as you're kind exactly. of... Um, Chris McDonald um, took out Louisville, another friend of the show, so good to see him back in the the winner's circle, and he's just recently had twins, I believe. Oh, he had so, twins, uh, did he? I saw his Facebook photo yeah. he'd been married, but I didn't realise he had twins. Oh, life changed. Yeah. So, and it was pretty bloody close. It was only a handful of seconds, but he hung on. Um, 
and uh, he's doing uh, he's he's been past Epic Camper, so he has uh, smoked another Ironman Louisville, and uh, just a couple of other um, random bits of news. Daniela Reef has won Copenhagen, and a few weeks ago she won Ironman Switzerland, I think it was. So she's probably, I'm assuming, got enough horse now for Kona, and if she's fresh enough, she could definitely be uh, a potential dark horse for Kona. She's a former ITU um, star, certainly you know a really good top five girl, strong as an ox on the bike, and can back that up with a very good run. So certainly she's. Um, I wouldn't say she's going to go and do a Chrissy or anything like that and go and smash Kona to pieces but uh, she's got the potential to be you know, certainly in the top five and wouldn't be massively surprised if she actually went over there and won it so uh, look out for her in Kona Also Robbo Yeah Peter Robertson apparently got in 48th place thanks yeah. to Joe Baxis for sending that through Yeah so, that's, so, so you know like it's been a bit of a struggle for him to get there but he managed to get here what, what dynamic does he bring to the race? Well, you don't know. He's he's just one of those guys. Uh, even when he was uh, at the top of his game at Olympic distance, you never kn- knew what sort of game he'd bring. He'd either he'd often either win or be very close to winning or being nowhere. So you know he's he's on the comeback trail, and I wouldn't put a lot of money on him in Kona. But I, again, it's one of those people. He could go out there and just have an absolute blinder and run some stupid time on the marathon and smoke it. He hasn't shown that he can do that yet. You know, he raced Cairns and got beaten well by Brownie and uh, Tim Burkle. And he raced, uh, from memory, he did Ironman Melbourne and he was there or thereabouts, but hasn't really shown that he can go out there and run a 235 marathon or anything like that. But he certainly has the capability um, to do it. And, you know, maybe he's just on a a nice upward curve, but but he's, um, yeah, a name to to watch. Um, But I I still think he'll be paying pretty long odds in Kona. So the question is, John, that's our news done. How's Epic Campman going? I was just commenting to Phil just before we started, chamois cream is gold. (laughs) When you pour out a nice sort of chamois cream mid-ride and put it on your butt, it is like ice skin and it is just a beautiful thing i'm sure i'm sure that's the first thing people wanted to hear today was that you putting chamois Uh cream on your butt is the best thing in your life four times today bevan four times before you started the ride yeah oh no it's uh it's yeah it was day seven and um the chamois i'm gonna run out so we're in a place called jasper and i will be searching cream because I'm uh, I've been lathering it on pretty pretty full on the last couple of days. So tell us about it. So you headed over, you know, last time I saw you in, in the studios last week, and uh, you kind of got you had your flight or a week and a half ago actually. So you had your flight, uh, flight over went well. Tell us how the camp's been going. Yeah, so we we rolled into Vancouver. Um, Dr. Feelgood, Dave Dwan and I were a couple of days early and I've got to say Vancouver is a sensational city apparently it's um, pretty miserable over winter with uh, and rains all the time but one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been anywhere in the world just 
spectacular, you know, a bit of traffic to deal with. But uh, we were, you know, our ride out of Vancouver was um, pretty uneventful. And I rode up a mountain right next to the city where they had a lot of the Winter Olympics, up, um, Cypress Bowl, and you had views over the city. So, yeah, just uh, an awesome place. So, campers assembled on day one, and we opened up with a traditional swim. But this was a swim with a difference because the pool we swam in was 137 metres long. So, why? Can you tell me why? You know, so I think it was a, it's yeah. it's that works out as a hundred and fifty yards. Uh, so I think it was one hundred and thirty seven point two or one hundred and thirty seven point five meters long. Uh, and so what we did, we did a two length warm up, and then it's a really odd shaped pool. It's it's kind of shaped a bit like an oval. And what they have is they have two a lane down the middle, well two black lines down the middle and you have to swim down one side and then at the end you kind of walk across the end and push off and come down the other side and the little lane in the middle is basically your passing zone so we thoroughly upset the locals by doing a two-length warm-up you know we got 20 guys turning up on mass we did a two-length warm-up and then we did a 10-length race uh, so it was basically a free-for-all and we, uh, it's fair to say Epic Camp is not welcome back in uh, the Kitsilano <laughs> pool in Vancouver because a few of the locals had their feathers ruffled a bit and, um, but it was all good fun but uh, yeah I think we upset a few people who have their regular routine and when 20 guys come steaming past uh, they weren't too impressed so we had that opened up with a 10-length race the tradition of uh, getting some extra points in the pool. We have a thousand bands only, and a number chose to do their thousand bands only in a 137 meter pool. And guys like Gary Fegan, who weren't quite so adept at doing it, ended up having sore abs for about three days from their feet dragging along the bottom of the pool. <laughs> so that was uh, that was our swim, and then we basically biked to Whistler, which was. God, it seems like a lifetime ago. I think it was about 100 and, 100 and maybe 120, 130K, something like that, uh, which was a pretty cool ride, actually. Um, very hot and just massive big shoulder, nice smooth roads. Uh, so great. You know, and we stayed at, a, at the Athletes Village there and uh, just a pretty, pretty cool day. So that was day one. Day two. I managed to defend my Aquathon title, oh, so nice. it's, it's still intact. We had an Aquathon where they hold the Ironman Canada at the Whistler venue, so I managed to just hold on to that. And then we biked to a place called Lillooet, and we went up a climb which is called Duffy Lake Climb. And if anybody wants to ever come this way, that is a doozy. It was about 10 kilometres long at an average of 8%, which is pretty steep. It was stinking hot, and I got absolutely crushed, um, and we had Zach take that one out. But there was uh, carnage all over the mountain. And what, so, and so what happened? Just too tough, or it's only day two, mate? It was day two, a little bit of heat, not climbing particularly well, but I didn't get the hashtag epic explosion. We have a new hashtag going on Twitter, oh, nice. and uh, the Philinator managed to get the hashtag epic explosion for being last up the mountain. It's mm, not good. It's not no. good. So that was, uh, that was day two, and uh, yeah, main focus on that day was, uh, was an epic climb up there. Day three, we were in a t- tiny little town called Lillooet, which was out in the sticks, 
and we had a, a really nice swim there, and we managed to see a bear. So we have seen oh, bears, really? and we, we have not been attacked by the bears. I stood up nice and big, Bevan. You would have been proud of me. And he, he just looked at me. and How far away was he? No, he was he was uh, he was a little way away. We were we were sitting in the uh, we were sitting in the minivan, and uh, I wasn't getting out. <laughs> so day three, we um, we biked from Lillooet to Clinton, which is Clinton's a tiny little place in British Columbia, and it was just a nice undulating day. I think it was 107 k's with uh, about 1700 meters of elevation. Oh, that's right. The big thing about that day, the crap very nearly hit the fan because uh, they'd had some massive rains up here and the road had been washed out. Oh, really? And so our intended ride was a hundred. Yeah, it was 107 or 110 kilometres. Yeah, quite a bit of climbing in there. But the road had been washed out and the, the day we got there, the road was still closed and and if it didn't open, the only way to get where we needed to go to was to ride, uh, I think it was about 200, maybe 200 to 210 <laughs> kilometres with it with about 3,000 metres of climbing. Oh, that's so thankfully, the evening before we left, they opened up one lane only and you went through with a pilot vehicle. Otherwise, we would have been in the crap and we would have had to do just a ridiculously long day and probably ferry some people in who couldn't make it. So that was a bit of a uh, a bit of an issue, but thankfully an issue we didn't have to deal with. Oh, that would have been a good, good story, but... Oh, geez, that would have been a massive day. Uh, day four, we had the Clinton International Triathlon, and to put Clinton into perspective, there was a lodge there, there was a, a, a shop that sold some secondhand stuff, there was a petrol station, I think, and that's about the extent of it. So we had the first ever Clinton International Triathlon. I'm sure the crowds were massive. Ah, huge, huge. So the the locals, uh, I don't think they quite understood what a bunch of guys running around in tri-suits with knee-high socks were doing (laughs) in their little town, Um, but it was pretty entertaining. And Adam Kay uh, spanked us all in that. Marky P took a stormer off the front in the swim, the Curly Freight Train, and Molina dropped me like a bad habit in the swim, and they uh, went storming off, and Marky P spanked the bike, but unfortunately couldn't quite hang on on the run. So Adam took that out with Marky P in second, and Barry, big bad Barry Breffel, who we've met in Kona before, he took out third, and Barry's wife is here doing massage on the camp and oh, being an awesome support crew. So that was day four of the Clinton International Triathlon. Day five, we rolled from Clinton to Clearwater. And I can't even remember how far that was. Who's in the room here? How far was Clinton to Clearwater? Yeah, I'm getting blanks. Yeah, it's, it's I'm great getting, podcasting. I'm, I'm getting blanks. I'm getting blanks. It can't have been... It can't have been 105. I think that was a fairly uneventful day. I think I was taking it fairly easy. But another, I tell you what, I've got to give a bit of love to RockyMountainCycle.com because this guy helped me out in terms of uh, picking the route and uh, picking out the accommodation. And we, he's been having, we've just had blinders. Like we pulled into this place called Clearwater. There's this beautiful lake and we stayed in this little um, motel units, literally right on the side of the lake it was absolutely sensational so if any of you guys ever want to do the the route that we're doing these guys do it regularly it's called rockymountaincycle.com and I just can't speak highly enough of uh, the riding over there so that was day five Clinton to Clearwater and then day six we went Clearwater to Blue River which was 
how long was that? I think that was about 110 k's. Um, another sensational ride. The scenery was brilliant. And then today is day seven, and we've rolled out 210 k's from Blue River to Jasper. And we had an eventful King of the Mountains uh, competition. Um, we had uh, the King of the Mountains was at the uh, started at. The climb started about 125 k's. It was about a 7k climb to 132 k's. Yep. But the ruling was once we got through our first aid station at the 55k mark, it was a free for all. And if anybody wanted to go for it, they could. And so who did? And s- well, so everybody's just looking at each other. You know, we rolled out. I got on the front at the start of the ride to try to set a steady tempo because I knew everybody was worried about the king of the mountains. We got through the first aid station, and again, everybody was just looking at themselves. So I got on the front, just got the, got a bit of tempo going, then let a few people through, and then all of a sudden the pace just slowed down a bit at about the – I think we were coming up to about 100k, so we still had 25 to 30k before we actually got to the climb. And I thought, let's spice it up a little bit. So uh, put the little attack in the front, and we've got a couple of huge units here, um, Glenn Olsen and Barry Breffel. They're big, powerful boys on the bike, and they shut me down. So uh, I was thinking I was off the front spanking away turn around the whole bloody pack sitting on my wheel (laughs) (laughs) and and then I tell you when we hit the actual KOM proper we had another aid station at at the 100 kilometre mark and it was not a mandatory stop everybody just blew straight past (laughs) and uh, and then it was all on Bevan like Donkey Kong and uh, Zach took out the KOM again from Adam and I don't actually know who got third, um, but it was a bloody solid effort and good fun. But two hundred ten k's is a long day in the saddle. It's a long day in the saddle. Mm. And I've got to get a bit of a love. If you want to look out for a name, a name to look out for coming up in the age group ranks, Sharon Prophet um, from Australia has absolutely blitzed us on the climbs. She smoked me on the first climb up Duffy Lake Road, and then today. Where did she finish, Phil? She finished, sorry? Third. She finished third. And we were not pissing around. She just puts it in this bloody gear and just spins up the hill and just spanks us all. And and there's some pretty accomplished riders, and she's just killing us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So very, very impressive riding. She's from Christchurch, living in Australia, married to Andrew Charles. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. Former, I think she played basketball in the States on scholarship. She used to do my classes, John. That's why she's good. Ah, nice. Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's swimming about the same as me now and not quite as fast on the run, but man, that girl can go up hills like you would not believe. Nice. Nice. A couple of other things. Um, points competition. We've got Adam Bardsley currently leading that. The Philinator's right up there. Adam K is also up there. I'm slipping off the pace a little bit because I'm not doing enough tacking on. Uh, is it getting silly uh, tacking on or is it it's it too is, bad? Yeah. It is, yeah. Gary Fegan and Adam are going a bit stupid, yeah. <laughs> There's always one, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Gary Fegan's got raging chest infection going on, but, yep, he'll just keep cracking on. <laughs> <laughs> right off the year. <laughs> yeah. And if, if, if you want to read some more stuff about this, we've got heaps of guys blogging on the camp. 
don't uh, you, you're well, if you want to see what we're doing in terms of the files and what have you, then go and read my blogs. But I think my blogs are as boring as shit because I basically just give a fairly factual account of what happened during the day. Um, but then I've got my files up there so you can sort of see the profiles and the terrain, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, of every session that I'm doing. Um, but a few of the other guys are doing a bit more. But some of the other guys are very entertaining writers. I haven't read um, many of them, but the feedback we're getting apparently Louis doing some great blogs the Philinator's blogging on his Facebook page um, apparently Adam Bardsley's uh, blogs are fantastic but yeah we've got about 10 guys who are blogging and apparently you know they're not just factual accounts like mine is they're actually you know why they're here and what it's all about and the dynamic of the camp and apparently it's, it's, it's some bloody good reads so if you go to epiccamp.com, guys, and you, they've mm-hmm. got it live from Canada, and you do the little drop-down menu there, they've got the blog links, and it takes to each person's individual blog. So check that out. I'll put a link to that on www.imtalk.me. Mm. So, John, you've been doing some interviews. I have. I've done quite a few. So we've got a variety of stuff. I, um, I kicked off with a number of guys before the camp just to try to get a feel for their, what their expectations were around the camp, some of the repeat camp the campers, why they're coming back. Um, and then I've just got a little bit of a sprinkling of, uh, of some of the other days you know, as we've as we sort of worked through. So there's not a crazy amount and a lot of them are only sort of <coughs> – Two, two or three minutes long um, but hopefully it gives you a slightly better feel and I'll be doing a bit more as we move through the camp So do you want to put those in now or do you want me to talk to Phil and Scott now? Uh, chuck those in now Okay, let's, here's the little interviews that John's been doing up to this point Okay, Bevan, suck on this one It's before we've even started the camp and I'm doing my first interview so today is uh, Monday the what is it, 18th um, we're going to start the camp tomorrow and my camp essentially started today running around picking up all these monkeys and we've got one of the original contributors to the show here on camp this week, uh, Gary Fegan, welcome along. Hello, good to be here. Right, why are you here? Um, well, I think uh, you're the, the reason I'm here. Um, me, Adam, David, have been listening to the show for numerous years now, uh, following Epic Camp and uh, never really thought we'd ever be good enough to get here and I am... Um, and now we're giving it a crack before before it's too late. What are your expectations? Uh, pain, suffering, tears, okay. and a bit of fun, hopefully, as well. And how are you going to approach each day? Uh, well, if you'd asked me a year ago, I would be saying I'd be pushing for the yellow jersey, and now I'm looking for camp minimum. So uh, I think I'm going to try and remain oblivious, uh, not look ahead too far, and just get through each day and each session. Um, and what about the other boys you brought over with you? What are, what are they? Uh, what do you think's their their strategy? Well, I think uh, Adam will do his usual, and he'll shoot off like a rocket too fast for the first few days, and then regret it, and then take every opportunity to tack on he, that he can. I think David will be a little, little bit cooler, and uh, remain a bit calm, and I'll try and be somewhere in between. Um, and tell us a bit about your um, your blog, because you're keeping a blog through the camp, and uh, you've got a little website with the guys. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so the three of us will be posting on uh, buccaneertry.com. We've got to uh, put some navigation up for Epic Camp to make it easier. So our aim is to get the posts up there each day. So that will be the three of us there. And David's got his own little blog as well. But um, he'll be duplicating his posts. And I saw you are trying to also just raise a bit of awareness and some money. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, my uh, eldest son was diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. So on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about Becker's. Mm. So uh, this is 
the the worst a worse form of uh, Duchenne uh, sorry, muscular dystrophy um, so it's a lot more progressive so you're looking at a wheelchair by the age of 12 um, so that has uh, been a big factor this year obviously it's from training for six uh, so a couple of weeks ago we did a, an Everest attempt uh, in Edinburgh uh, around, around the, one of the local landmarks there and we'll be doing a few other things as well so we're just uh, we've got the the charity on our kit for Buccaneer Try and we're just trying to raise a bit of awareness for those guys. Awesome. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say? But we will catch up with you again during the camp. But anything else you want to talk about? Well, it's a quarter to two in the morning on my, my time clock at the moment, so trying to stay awake for dinner. Um, no, I'm really looking forward to it. This is a this has been a big sort of ambition of I know the three of us. It's a bigger tick than Kona for us, so we're really looking forward to it. Awesome, we look forward to having you here. Okay, we're uh, well into the camp now. We've had our first morning sessions doing a run-swim run. And uh, next to me I've got Barry Breffel. Welcome along, Barry. Thank you. How was uh, the first couple of sessions for you? <coughs> well, so far so good, but uh, it's pretty early on, so we'll, we'll see. What are, you, what are you hoping to get out of this camp? Well, I'm going to be race in Ironman Chattanooga four weeks out from the camp so that's the big goal is to to get a, a big bump in fitness and and not bury myself so I can uh, qualify for Kona at Chattanooga and that gets you next year qualifying that's right yeah. um, and you've got your lovely wife along here as uh, Mesus do you think she knows what she's got herself in for uh, no she she didn't um, <laughs> there was some uh, strong encouragement on my side to uh, get her to come along but uh she's handling it well and uh we'll just roll with the the punches along the way and you've obviously seen lots of you know you listen to i am talk you've seen lots of um the the coverage from from past camps uh what what worries you about the camp uh i think just just the day after day after day um getting worn down and and trying not to get too caught up in the points competition and uh just yeah, the the volume of the of the entire camp. Very good. We'll catch up with you during the camp. Um, anybody you want to say hello to? Oh yeah, just shout out to to the friends back home. Um, Jenny is uh, training for Ironman Chattanooga too, so she encouraged me not to get too wrapped up in the points competition here and to to come out of the other end uh, ready to to race Chattanooga. Awesome. Okay, we'll catch up with you later on the camp. So we've got a mixture of um, newbies and vets on the camp, and one of the vets is Mark Pietrofessor, good friend of the show. Welcome along, Mark. Hey, thank you. We've got a, a new quote of the day already. Uh, what, is the, what is the quote we've received so far that uh, is going to highlight today? Just leave. Just leave. Uh, <laughs> Tell us the story. Okay, well, we're at the pool doing our 1,300-meter uh, uh, time trial and 137-meter uh, pool. It got a little bunched up at the turns. Uh, we were aggravating some of the Canadians, and... Uh, we got out, and uh, one of the ladies approached us and uh, started telling us we were an embarrassment to the sport of triathlon. And uh, Mr. Scott, Do Dr. Scott, uh, uh, had to say a few things to aggravate her anymore, and she just asked us to leave. Just, just leave. That's what she said. Just leave. Oh, I found everybody in Canada to be so friendly until this morning. It's, uh, it's all turned to crap within within 45 minutes of the camp starting, so it's a good start. Um, you're back again. Uh, why are you back? 
Oh, it's just uh, epic. Is there's nothing like it, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's a once in a lifetime type event. Uh, going through the Canadian uh, Rockies, uh, just couldn't pass it up. And what's your plan? This is it, and this is uh, I have no real uh, race plans this year. This is my event. Uh, just enjoy the cycling, uh, do some swimming, you know, stir it up a little bit, get some of the n the new guys, uh, you know going and uh yeah just have some fun it's all, all about that awesome i oh, will look forward to seeing you during the camp and we'll catch up uh, later on after we've seen what uh what some of the young guns are doing and uh, see how they're going to handle the second week yeah sounds good sponsor okay team it's just me here in my middle office studio here in Christchurch, while everyone else is over in epic camp Camp Canada, I should say, are working hard and having a great time over there. And one thing that John did tell me while we were kind of talking before we put this to record today was that how much those guys are consuming the coffees of Hawaii and it's just going down a real treat over there. And, you know, these guys have been a supporter of the show from pretty much day one. They've been supporting us for over six years now and, and we just really appreciate everything they do for our little community and uh, if you want to support them in doing what they do you can go to coffeesofhawaii.com and I'm on their front page right now and one thing they are promoting on their front page is the recurring delivery option and I've actually got the queen of um the queen of Kona which is the Chrissy coffee they've got that on the front page as well and so what we are thinking with the recurring delivery, let's say you do love your coffees of Hawaii and you really just want to kind of get some more of it into your system or you know that every six weeks you tend to run out of your coffees of Hawaii, you can sort out your first or recurring delivery and so that every six weeks a new batch turns up and you don't have to do anything you know, about it. One thing that they do have right now in regards to the recurring delivery is if you sign up right now, you get your first three deliveries for free. So go and kind of work out how often you have your coffees of Hawaii. If you have a, you know, and for breakfast every morning, you probably have an understanding of how often you need some new stuff. Get in it, get that coffees of Hawaii into your system and you cannot go wrong. As I was saying before, the guys on Epic Camp are absolutely loving the coffees of Hawaii. And I know when I did Epic Camp, it was, it was one of my survival kind of strategies was to get up and have that vanilla coffee in the morning. So Coffees of Hawaii, guys, the world's best coffee. You know about it. They've supported us for a long time. Get in, support them. Get that recurring delivery in place and uh, rock and roll from there. Okay, on the show right now, we have the, the legendary, the I Am Talk legend, the Philinator himself, Phil Patterson. How you going, mate? You could be if you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm feeling pretty relaxed, actually, to be honest. I haven't been training like an animal for the last six days. So I suppose the, the thing is, where do I start? I suppose the thing I want to ask you is that, you know, you've done his Kona camps before. You know, you've done a few camps around the time. But this is your first time doing Epic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And so, and so, you know, for a guy who has done some camps and you kind of know the experience of camps, what has been the difference as you step up to, you know, this next level? Probably the, um, the points system yep. which which also entails the intensity yep. and just the that volume is just another step again yeah, yeah. I mean th there was that day uh, you know we we're talking about going from Clinton to Clearwater which I think was well, it was supposed to be 195k so I ended up doing more <laughs> so I, that day I ended up cycling 205 I swam 6k straight in the lake and did a 10k run in the morning yeah it's crazy so isn't that's it? possibly my biggest single day of training ever and I've done that either side of other stuff so yeah it's just 
<laughs> it's another step up again from the even the epic camp and uh, in Kona and stuff. It's just and just with the intensity, like yesterday, John and I went and ran a forty-two minute ten k in about twenty-five degree heat. Wow. Wow, so that is the thing about the camps, isn't it? It's not that you are like the distances in themselves seem quite grueling, but it's not like it's just easy plod through the camp, is it? (laughs) No, no, it's not easy plod through the camp at all. It's it's as Melina would say, it's not easy camp. And so, so I suppose you know, like you know, you are an experienced athlete. You've achieved some pretty cool things in your athletic career. Are you learning a high level of self on on the mental and physical side of the game? Yep, it's probably quite, uh, it's a different sort of learning in terms of not thinking. Yeah. Like for me, it's just more about, okay, you just stick your head down and you just do it. It's like doing that 6K swim. If I had thought about going out and swimming 6Ks too much, I just wouldn't have done it. But because I needed to do it, I just went and did it. So it's a bit more of that, just have faith that you can actually do it and just go out and just do it. Don't actually worry about it, (laughs) which is sort of, it's an interesting dilemma to be in and so I suppose what do you take from that <sighs> just to not overthink yeah yep. <laughs> it's just a bit like having faith in the training that you've done and the training that's been done to date you know that you can do it so you just don't overthink it just put a plan in place and just go through the process and execute it now going into the camp, you um, you know, you, you, I see if there was a photo on Facebook of you in the yellow jersey. So obviously <laughs> you've got to that point. Going into yep. the camp, was that an aspiration? No, 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 not at all, not you've at all. Just, you've just got that, caught that up was, in it. Yeah, well, what what ended up happening was, um, uh, the first day, uh, because you know my training, I basically do what John tells me to yeah. do, which <laughs> is exactly what started. So, so we did the, um, you know, run to the pool, did the pool, got in trouble with them, and did all those things. And got to um, Whistler, and John said, oh, we'll go and do the 7K reps. Okay, so that's fine. So we go and do those. And the next day, we had something else to do. And, and then, um, so just sort of out of just doing those extra tack-ons, which no one else had sort of bothered to do too much, um, ended up just being behind John. And then we had, like John was saying, the International Clinton Triathlon, <laughs> where poor old John had a bit of a blowout and uh, had a mechanical. And so... Uh, he ended up, I think it was like tenth, and um, I ended up fifth, which meant because of the way the points were structured, I was three points down because I was you know behind him in the equathon, and I ended up only being two and a half points, and then from that I was yeah I was half a point away. So then I decided I'd tack on for two hours and do sixty k, and that would be, give me enough points. To put How many points did you get for that? Uh, uh, only two, only two <laughs> points for the sixty, but because I'd got two yeah. and a half points ahead of him on the in the triathlon, yeah, it's just the way it worked out. So I had the opportunity to take it off him, so I did it. And, and is this still an ambition? Like, do you, you like? Apparently, yeah. Adam's gone a bit. <laughs> no, no, you've given yeah, up. No, 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 no. <laughs> you got your photo. No. I, 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 I had the opportunity to get it. I only ever wanted to wear it for a day, yeah. and then um, Adam decided that he was going to. Um, try and take it off me so the next day he went for a two-hour run in the morning and that was the day that I swam six k's and rode 205 and I said no nah, not doing that again I'm gonna put myself into a hole I will never get out of so I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna play it cool I'd like to get one bonus point every day of the camp from here on so do some sort of tack on of some sort yeah but that's it I'm not I'm not going to get into the game. Otherwise, I've got to get home and look after my family and work for a few weeks before I go back to Kona. So 
I don't want to put myself into a hole. How, how you, you know, like, because when you do the, like the Kona camps, there's definitely, you know, like, it's, it's a full on, but you kind of also got a few hours in your day to muck around and, you know, like, there's a bit more kind of time because the training's not as consuming. How are you finding the managing of energy out of sessions? I pretty much don't do anything. You just crash? Yeah, we'll just, just lounge around, just take time. By the time you pack your bag and get yourself organised for the next day, you have dinner, you know, you don't really have a lot of time. Yeah. You're, you're sort of in bed lying around writing a blog or doing something update. You know, I catch up with the family, FaceTime or Skype or whatever, yeah. and then you're back into it. Yeah, there's there's no real – you're not sitting around going, oh, I wonder what I could do now. <laughs> What about um, other aspects of, you know, like obviously the training and all that kind of stuff, are there aspects of the camps that you hadn't foreseen would, that, that you're really enjoying? Probably the, the thing that, which doesn't really surprise me when you think about it, is just that everyone is of similar ability, even mm. though there is a sort of a variance in the Ironman times, like two days they've had the Gruppetto, you know, leaving early, yep. but we don't catch them. Yeah, well, it's, we're, we're not that far behind them. It's just the way that everyone's so similar. Mm. Um, so that's sort of a surprise, but it's sort of not when you think about it a bit more. But yeah, it's just the the consistency of the quality of the people in the camp is is pretty high. Yeah, I love it. Like I know from my experiences on Epic Camp, it was just that kind of. It, it's a certain type of person, isn't it? And it's kind of nice to be around people who are similar to you because it's <laughs> it's a we you, we are the strange ones in the world, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're well, certainly the freak shows that everyone – like I've been doing this um, – I never had a blog. I, I never really think anyone's going to be that interested in anything I've got to say. So I've never worried about that sort of stuff. But because it was an extra point, I thought, oh, screw it. I might as well do something. So I, I thought – I said to John, if, if I just put stuff on Facebook, is that going to be – you know, is that going to be valid? And he said, no, that's fine if you, if you do that. And just the, the number of people that have commented – because I never put any status updates or anything yep. on very low key on that sort of stuff. The number of people <laughs> that can't believe the stuff that we're doing, it's uh, it sort of does put into perspective how ridiculous the things that we do are. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> there's, there's no denying it. <laughs> no, nah, there's no denying that at all. Another question I have is is um, John. John seems to be raving about Canada. So just tell us your thoughts on that. Oh, I, I tell you. The scenery today was just, it's surreal. It is so amazing. It actually doesn't seem that you're at, like you're actually there. It's almost like there's a painting that you're yeah. looking at, but it surrounds you everywhere. It, like today, they just had, they had all these mountain peaks and they have these signs and, you know, telling you how, how high it is. And it's just, it, it's just it's, you can't explain it. it. Like it was just absolutely amazing running down through these, valleys and there's lakes and rivers and wildlife and it's just right there right uh-huh. next to the road uh-huh. it, it's unbelievable wow hey uh so what how many more days left on the camp five more days of training is it yeah i think this was day seven so more days left so yeah. yep yep and uh what's the plan for the rest of the camp <laughs> take one day at a time <laughs> get through tomorrow Try get my best point in as I can, and then uh, and then carry on. So yeah, that that'll be it. Um, I'm fairly comfortable if I just keep ticking along. I'll get to the end. So yep. that's the main thing. 
Yeah, just just lastly, has it lived up to expectations? Because you know, like you, you you hear about these camps, and and again, you've done your Kona, the, the light camp, so you kind of know what you're getting into. But you know, coming to this, you know, it's going to be a pretty big challenge. Has it lived up to what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, yes, it definitely has. It's uh, it is exactly what the name says. It is an epic experience, yeah. and I've even had the epic explosion. So I've experienced <laughs> all parts of it so far. You've done it all. And I tell you what, I left. I left a crater in the ground so big, I, I'm surprised they haven't had to redo the road. It was I didn't feel very good at all that day. That, that was... Wasn't that day as two? As it was. Yeah, day two, yeah. <laughs> it's not good, good on day two. No, no, it wasn't. But I think I've, I've hopefully got it out of the way now, so it should be all, fingers crossed, smooth sailing. Oh, good stuff, mate. Well, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Good luck for the rest of the camp, and we'll see you back here in Christchurch. No worries, all. Cheers, Ben. Sponsor number two, and I am just pulling up the website right now. And the website for this sponsor is Extreme Endurance. Now, Extreme Endurance is you know, one thing we've known about Extreme Endurance for a long time is that it's your lactic buffer. But one thing that John was telling me again in the break before we kind of push record today was that he's just living on, he's using all of their products right now. And you know, you've got your lactic buffer, you've got your immune boost, and you've got all these products that can help. You know, obviously with your performance, but also one of the benefits about it is, you know, like the immune boosters, it can keep you healthy. And one thing that we need to be aware of as athletes is the demands that we put on our bodies. There's the stress of the training that we're doing, you know, if we look at the guys doing epic camp right now, but even just if you're doing Ironman as a sport, I think of the people who are in Christchurch right now who are training to do Kona, and, and admittedly we've had a pretty good winter this winter, but at the end of the day, they're still having to train through winter for a race, you know, coming up in a few weeks. So we want to make sure we stay as healthy as possible when we are training for these big races or big training blocks. And that's where your immune boost and your, your all these kind of little supplements that um, Extreme Endurance has can really help you keep healthy and obviously help you also perform at your better level when you are training. So if you are someone who knows you get a little bit sick or if you know you've got a big block of training coming up or you're just looking for that little bit of edge in your training, go to xendurance.com and get some of that it's one of their amazing products and keep yourself healthy and help you to perform at your best as an athlete. Extremeendurance.com Righto team, so we've got Glenn Olsen and uh, apparently John said, you're a big unit, you're killing them on the bike and you're getting into the alcohol right now. Yes, I am getting into the alcohol. Maudit, a Quebec beer. And, and, and I think you'll probably be a, a very cheap date right now if you know what I mean. I can't imagine you'll need many beers. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 8% oh, uh, really? alcohol and uh, we haven't had any calorie. We haven't had any food. Dinner is in two hours, so it will get messy, I think. I, I, I guarantee it will. Hey, so um, where are you from, Glenn? Uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, how did you find out about Epic Camp? Uh, podcast. Oh, great. And um, what made you decide that, you know, I want to do this thing? Uh, well, I guess um, you know, I'm a cycling uh, Tour de France Grand Tours and the um, the drama of a multi-day event and watching athletes how they respond to uh, to you know multiple days of, of suffering is is uh, is interesting it's it's great drama and uh, I guess uh, for for us triathletes this is is uh, sort of equivalent on a small scale um, 
so you know, I'd I'd heard about the Epic Camps uh, from the podcast, and I, I'd seen the the video uh, of the I guess the um, the North to South uh, New Zealand run. Yeah, and um, you know, just it just seemed fascinating. So uh, as soon as the Epic Camp Canada was uh, announced about you guys were talking about on the podcast, I immediately got on my email and emailed John that I was interested. And uh, yeah. So, so what are your expectations coming into the camp? Um, I'm not sure that I had uh, – I didn't have explicit expectations. Um, yeah, I wanted to get out. Um, I thought it would be fun to mix it up with uh, great athletes. Um, I, I don't get to train as much as I would like, as I'm sure all of us – we all have jobs, family, etc. Mm. Um, and um, so I essentially – basically trying to see how much work I can actually do. Um, it, it's been eye-opening at, at home during the normal week. I might do 15 or 17 hours. It would be a big week. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, we did 41 hours. And um, so, you know, it's just, it's a learning experience. I suppose, what are some of those things you've learned? Uh, well, I guess uh, that you you definitely can do more than you think you can. Um uh, you know, when when you don't have the stress of work uh, or anything else, uh, family or or what have, um, and and all you're doing is is uh, training. Uh, you can do quite a bit. Um, the crew looks after us, you know, so everything's uh, taken care of for us. So really, you just have to worry about uh, training, and and it's great. What 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 have, what has been the hardest thing you've found within the camp? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Actually, actually, nothing's really been all that hard. Um, I mean, it, it's it's hard work, uh, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. Um, you know, there, there really haven't been moments of you know, why am I here, and you know, how can <laughs> how do I get through this particular session? Uh, Everything is pretty well organized. Um, so actually, I mean, it hasn't been hard at all. I mean, in the sense of, I mean, it's been a lot of hard work, but it's mm. if that makes sense. And, and are you building towards a race? Uh, I do have an A race in November, uh, Ironman, Florida. Okay, and so so as you do post epic camp, what's the kind of plan moving forward from there? Uh, well, I mean, the plan would be to uh, maintain uh, a higher volume than I normally would. Um, you know, it's a challenge fitting training in around work. Uh, work mm. is stressful, um, but yeah, basically try to this this is a platform for me. Uh, hopefully, uh, putting in this this two weeks of uh, you know uh, at least twice, if not three times as much training as I normally would, uh, will um, you know put me in good stead uh, for a good performance in Florida. And I just need to maintain uh, you know a higher level of volume and quality um, for the next eight weeks, and, and then then you know then I should be good to taper in Florida. So, so um, when you say. Um John was saying that you're basically a bit of an ex on the bike. Now, do you have a cycling background or just something you've? I don't. Of, so, so what made you? Well, so I, I on the should bike? say. Well, um, uh, I was. I've been a, a soccer player. Um, was my primary focus, but I, I did always cycle, uh, off and on. Yep. Uh, sometimes seriously, sometimes recreationally. Put the bike away for a couple of years, off on and off. Um, and, and and you know, I, I guess. Um, you know, I do have um, like in terms of raw power. I, I'm sort of at the same level of these guys. I think that John's being a little kind 
Um, you know, my power to, I, I am a big unit, so my power to weight ratio is not that great. You know, there's, so, you know, on the flats, small rollers, yeah, I, I you know, enjoy taking big poles, but, um, you know, so, yeah, I, you know, it is my strongest, uh, strongest uh, discipline, for sure. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the camaraderie in the camp? You know, like, I know from my experience of the camp is that you, mm. You know, like it, to me, it was always one of the highlights. Was you know the the uh, sure the training and the the environments and all the rest of it. But it, to be around a group of people and to have this experience with those people was quite powerful. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Oh, absolutely. No, that's the 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 best part of the the camp is um, after all the work's been uh, put in, uh, sitting around dinner, swapping stories yeah. is absolutely uh, absolutely the best uh, part of camp. Um, hearing the stories from previous camps, um, yeah. there are a lot of people who have been on multiple camps uh, and you know know each other well, um, and it's just it's fun to sit and listen um, mm. to all the stories. You know, for every story that you might have heard on an interview or a podcast about this race or you know this this uh, you know this um, you know this particular athlete, you hear about five more uh, over dinner. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. You know, like you, you know, you obviously work in a pretty high demanding job, and you know, like many of the listeners do to the show, and that, you know, is it like I'm sure the answer is yes, but what's it like to actually have the pure athletic experience in your life? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, normally, um, my wife and I, we, we love to backpack. We take extended two to three week uh, vacations every year. So she's sort of given that up this year, uh, so that I could do this. And uh, you know, being away from from all distractions, you know, not having to think about work or or anything else, um, and, and just being able to focus on training is fantastic. Um, I, I'm loving it. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of fitness improvement um, I see out of it. Mm. Uh, so I'm you know I'm really curious to see you know two three four weeks down the road after I've absorbed all this uh, kind of. Uh, how how, th- how how things uh, improve, you know, power, uh, FTP, and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sure I'm sure you'll see massive gains. I'm sure you'll be like Superman so. in no time. I hope so. Hey, well, thanks for coming on the show, mate, and enjoy the rest of your camp, and good luck with your training for your race later on in the year, and uh, keep up all the good work. Thanks, Mavin. Nice no, chatting to you. No worries, mate. See you later. Sponsor and our last sponsor of today's show is Athlinks.com, your social networking for endurance athletes that helps you keep track of all your training, all your race results over the years, and just your athletic kind of diary of your history as an athlete. One of the things John's been saying again about Epic Camp was that uh, pretty much everyone's been checking out each other's Athlinks files to get a get a real understanding of the competition on the camp. It is one of the fun things about Epic Camp is, you know, it, one of the funny things about our sport is our time is almost our badge of honour that we wear around when we tell people about our abilities. So, you know, one of the first questions you'll kind of establish with somebody when you do triathlon is, you know, what time have you done your Ironman in? And, uh, you know, we kind of, I know we like to do that, don't we? And uh, Athlinks is a really good way if you want to check out your competition. And those people on Epic Camp are all doing that right now to get an understanding of who are the stronger people on the camp. 
Again, it's one of the best things you can do in your athletic career is once you've had a race, just come home, go on to Athlinks, put in your results, and it stays there forever. And um, I know that, you know, for myself and, and people who have been doing sport for a long time, to have that log of all your races is just something that's really cool because the races you do today or the races you do in the next few months, sure, you may remember that one big A race that you did. But if you race a lot, you're probably not going to remember all of the races that you do over your career. And to go back and have a record that you've just quickly kind of updated each time you do a race is a really powerful tool to have and just your own reflection to check out your ability, but also just for you to reflect on races that have been really cool part of your athletic experience. So go to athlinks.com if you haven't already signed up. Make sure, and probably the most important thing is get into that habit of each time you do a race, maybe the week afterwards you put in your diary, go to Athlinks plock it in and uh, from there you won't regret it you seriously won't and uh, with all the tools they have nowadays as well it's a good way you can have a bit of analysis on where you've gone within your athletic ability so athlinks.com check 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 it out here we go let's get back to john righto john we're back and uh had a couple interviews there and we're back and you basically got what five days to go Five days to go, so we're in yeah lovely place called Jasper. Tomorrow is a slight is our about our only uh, sort of easier day, and by easier we're going to be I'll be doing a six k swim, a two hour run, and a six k bike. Um, so it's just not as long on the bike tomorrow, and we're making our way south through the Icefields Parkway. Um, Sun Watta via Lake Louise and we finish up in Calgary with a 200 plus K day on the final day so uh, no, so far been sensational and certainly expe- exceeded expectations and uh, yeah the guys are all loving it and so uh, weather wise been good to you? it has been good, i tell you one thing that I'm getting totally stiffed on I've got not even any remote sign of a tan yet it's been outside of t- Today, today, every other day has been hot, you know, 20, 25 degrees plus, sunny. And yeah, I've been putting on some sunscreen, but no tan whatsoever. Thoroughly disappointed. I always love it when you look golden I mean, brown. Yeah, I know. You know, you expect to have that beautiful uh, heinous sort of line on your arms from the bike jersey and the That's line right. on your legs, but no. There's hmm. plenty of ozone up here, I tell you that. Plenty <laughs> of ozone up here. Hey, so once you finish your camp, do you come straight home or you got a day or two or what happens? No, we are out of here. The Philinator and I are on the first flight we can get out of there on Sunday night and uh, get home on Tuesday. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, we've got to get out of there and get home to the families. It's jobs to be done, hey? Get those, get those emotional credits back, eh? Exactly. I do have to give a bit of love to some of our... Um, some of our camp sponsors um, because they've all been kicking butt and we know all about Coffees of Hawaii and we have been slamming the Coffees of Hawaii every morning. Dave Dwan's been uh, cranking through that. Infinite, uh, the guys, a number of guys haven't had Infinite before and they are just cranking that as well and it gives you so much more than just electrolyte. Um, Blue 70, got some fantastic goggles and we had just open water swimming the whole way through and one fuel belt provide us with these uh, little Belt. You heard me talk about them before, these little stretch belts um, that you can just get so much stuff in and they don't bounce around. They're awesome. Of course, Extreme Endurance, surviving on that stuff, and also Salt Stick um, because we are sweating an awful lot and that's helping us sort of get through day to day. So big thanks to our camp sponsors. All good in the hood. Okay, Jonbo, well, that's pretty much this week's show, guys. So next week, are you back? Are we doing a normal show next week or...? 
we'll discuss that once we've finished here. We'll figure out how we're going to do it. <laughs> so well, you guys have to just wait and see what happens next week. But that's pretty much the, the kind of the epic camp experience. John may get some more interviews done over the next few days. I'm not sure. Do you think you will? Oh, yeah, no, I'll definitely have some for next week. No doubt about it. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's pretty much this week's show done. So you guys enjoy the rest of the epic camp. I'll see you have a safe trip home. Keep killing it. Newsome, I want to see that yellow jersey when you get back. But Adam Barsley, you know, bug it <laughs> you know what? You know what? I didn't. I didn't even get to wear the bloody thing. I was, I was in first position after day one and day two, and because it was a bit of a hoax position, because it was our from TT, I thought, oh, we'll just wait for a couple of days before we really get the yellow jersey going. And then all of a sudden, I wore it to myself, and then uh, didn't even get to wear it before Phil took it off my hands. Yeah. Jeez. Disappointing. You only do it anyway, for the photo. Disappointing. You know? no, it's, it's good. I'm happy to have people... Uh, Happy to have people going for it, so it's good times. Okay, well, that's pretty much this week's show. John, let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Mendoin. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kaha. We've got a bit of delay, obviously. Hey, right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>